Hey guys, this is the Thrive On Podcast with CJ Finley. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're working on and you're a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. Today, I'm super excited to introduce my guest, Tess Victoria. I don't want to butcher her last <laughs> name. It starts with a W, and I believe it's like Wizza something. What is it? It's very long. It's yeah. Polish. We'll, we'll go over it later. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to butcher that last name, so I, I'll just go with Tess Victoria as she's listed on her Instagram. And it's been pretty cool the past couple weeks. We've been working on a side project, more so a passion project, where we're both interested in running retreats. So we've created a, a brand called Reverb and Revive, R&R for short. And I'm terrible at design. I'm colorblind. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to logos and any of that. And Tess is a complete badass in that atmosphere. I bring in the tech side of things and the business side of things. So it's been a really, really good project to work on and synergistic. And I just want to thank you so much for help, helping me get along on this journey that I am. Yeah, and that's you. where I kind of want to like start off on is how did you even get into the world of design? Oh gosh. So I like the basic original inception was I started in high school a little bit, like took a couple classes, but I was always just the more the art kid. Um, so when I was a applying for colleges, I was going in as a painting and drawing major. And I got into Purchase College as painting and drawing, much to my parents' worry that I was going to be... <laughs> Liberal arts, no! Yeah, exactly. They were a little afraid that I was going to be living off of them for the rest of my life, trying to, you know, sell sidewalk art or something. But uh, I met a boy my freshman year. We started dating, and he was in the design program. And... It was great and I realized that I actually really did love design and um, I always say that the relationship with design lasted, the relationship I was in with the boy did not. <laughs> That's typical. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it honestly worked out for the better. Um, and yeah, I, did, I switched to design my freshman year and we were dating almost my entire college career, but probably the biggest like aha moment with design was when I was trying to basically hurt myself I was design kind of saved me in that way so um, what do you mean by hurt yourself what, um, so basically in this relationship it got very toxic and he cheated on me and we went to art school so there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of access to and we were also right right outside New York City so like the party scene is huge um, and the drug scene at Purchase College is very big as well. I probably, gosh, they're not going to invite me back to teach now. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, if you can't talk about that stuff with like, how old are you now? I'm 28 now. Yeah. So same with me, 28. Like, yeah. man, the amount of drinking and, and other things, that, oh, yeah. it, it's just a normal thing. I think, um, yeah. I don't want to normalize it at all. I don't think, it, I think it has its place in this world, but yeah. Um, you definitely went through that that ringer and now you're here you oh, made it yeah. past it so run us a little bit through so like you had this relationship mm -hmm. and it was toxic I feel like a lot of us have that story that was my last relationship too and just mm -hmm. like I like to think it's just people that don't know themselves well enough yet yeah. and then you get together and then it's like you're finding each other but how did design like when you were in that relationship in that toxic relationship how did it get you through that like where yeah. what was your next step after that relationship so while and it was like off and on it was very like you know back and forth it was a lot of craziness um and since i was almost like self-medicating away with uh cocaine uh with alcohol for sure i was just going very off the deep end um probably for attention but also just to like escape a lot um and i had this like moment and it was actually a really scary moment where 
it was a day long binger. I started with Adderall. I then moved to weed. I then moved to Xanax, alcohol, blacked out, did cocaine, which did not take me out of that blackout. But that was a very like, oh crap, like you need to take yourself out of this. And I went into the design studio and I was just, I was designing almost like 24 hours a day. I just really like dove in. And that's when I was like, this is something that is feeding me back and it's not destroying myself and I felt good doing it and I just I really it was one of my biggest creative periods I think because I was just I was making work not only for myself and my classes but like for the community and I was applying for like jobs I was just anything design I was just a hundred percent in like I was all in were you still living in New York City at this time or like where were you at I was I was at Purchase College still so I was still a student in college and it was literally like I remember there was two weeks where I just didn't leave the art building I was just like I would go home and like sleep and maybe eat something and then I'd go back and I what was do you on that computer all the time what do you think so like you you had this crazy day and mm -hmm. like what do you think inside you caused you to like completely flip that switch because I can relate mm. to this so well because I was living outside New York City working for UBS Wealth Management and making a lot more money than a 23 year old probably should be making right. uh, at the time and all of it was being spent on Tuesday Thursday Friday Saturday going out to the bars and then tinder just came out so spending mm -hmm. it there and just spending my time in in ways that today i look back and i'm just like wow like i'm investing a lot more in myself and in yeah. other areas of my life that are giving me way more happiness and joy than i did back then but we have this culture of i think again a lot of kids just don't know themselves well enough and they don't yeah. know that there's other outlets such as like staying in the, the art studio for yeah. for two weeks like you said but mm -hmm. what do you think inside you personally made that flip switch i think it was there was probably a couple you know there's probably not just one flip switch i think a big part of it was i prided myself on the design so much and i almost wanted to like probably separate myself from him a lot and it's hard when we're both designers we both see each other and i thought of it as well, if I can take my work somewhere that's like away from this situation and if the work is doing well, then I'm doing well in a weird way. I was like, okay, I, I guess maybe I was looking for validation in that, I guess, but I just was like, let's just follow the work. Cause obviously following the drugs, the alcohol, the party scene, wasn't really feeding me and doing that well like it wasn't yeah, it's causing successful. pain exactly then, it was like, causing pain and it was getting scary it was like i was like this isn't working and i was like well what do you still have you know you look at like after a moment like that you look at your you know table and you're like all right well the cocaine's not doing great the alcohol is not doing great and you're like you still have a lot like you know i'm still in a good place i guess but i was like let's just let's try this design thing and let's follow this and once I started following the work and really, I I guess like I got impressed with what I was doing and then you get that outside um, affirmation from like professors or like, they're like, oh, this looks really great and you're like doing good grades and that that's awesome to follow. But then I also was like, oh, I'm meeting other people through design, like people outside of like my boyfriend and that I was like, oh, I'm meeting more people and I'm meeting more artists even I was like yeah like this is great and I started in that time um, a the first ever at the college junior graphic design show there's always a senior graphic design show but there's never one for the juniors and I was like no I want to do one for juniors like let's start this and so I got a group of the juniors together 
and started this design show and had everyone display their work. And it was probably the first time that I really got to know the peers on my level because my boyfriend was a senior and all my friends were seniors. And I didn't really hang out with the juniors. And then through that, I got community out of it too. So I guess I followed the work for maybe that um, as an experiment or for that validation. And it just gave me so much more because I got community out of it. I grew from it. I learned new things. I met new people. And so it just kind of like flourished. And then I realized like, oh, wait, design is like so much more than me just like making a little like poster. Yeah, that's so much more impact. And that's where like... I relate to the story so well. Again, it's it's awesome to hear you hear you tell it. It's just like thinking back on myself mm-hmm. when I had this job, and it's like I'm working this nine to five, and like I would go to the nine to five, and then after the nine to five, I would go to happy hour because I thought, mm-hmm. quote unquote, I had to impress like my higher ups and my bosses. So I'll go and have a drink or two drinks or three, but then I would go to the gym, and then like I would go out on a date, and then it was I was doing so much, yeah. and then in the morning I would wake up and take Adderall to like make sure that I still got my job done, all these things. Mm-hmm. And then when I started reflecting on my life, I was started peeling away of like, what do I not need? And it was just like, I don't need that happy hour. I then therefore, if I don't go to the happy hour, I can go to the gym earlier and I can get better night's sleep. And then I don't need that Adderall to then perform at a higher level and basically make this facade that I'm an overachiever. Mm. Whereas it's like, I've always been competitive, but like the overachiever side, I'd rather do it naturally. I don't, I shouldn't need a drug or a stimulant to help me in that area. And then the coolest thing that I've heard you just say is just how like you went from pain to work to community. And I think a lot of people, especially in the Austin space would agree with that. A lot of people that have moved here have stories relatively similar to yourself where we come from this outside state or city where we had pain and then we got obsessed with our work so for me it was like personal training and nutrition and just being in the gym and grinding and being like you know what this is what i love to do i don't need to be at that happy hour at that bar or be the the social butterfly that i used to be because it wasn't ultimately making me happy and i think it wasn't making me happy because it had nothing to do with my work it was showing up for other people and not showing up for myself and being obsessed with like what do i want to create in this world and then as soon as i started creating things in this world i then found my community people like yourselves who are like man, we're, we're here on, what is it, a, a Wednesday afternoon, we're shooting a podcast, we're being creative, we're doing a side project that has nothing to do with our, our real business, but we love doing it. Mm-hmm. So we've been meeting every single week. So my next question would be is, what does your community look like now that you've kind of like gone from New York City, had that experience, how did you get into the Austin community? Like, what was that transition? Oh my gosh, Austin, it's, I love, I like my Austin story a lot. Um, and then I also realize it's a lot similar, almost similar to how other people get into Austin, which everyone, I've talked to a lot of people and they're like, I came here to visit. And I was like, I want to live here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was kind of mine too. But my best friend from college, um, who guided me through a lot of that time and held my hand when I was absolutely awful. Um, but Julia, she's, and she's another friendship that lasted that whole blue period sort of thing. Um, and she and her husband, moved down here. They lived in New York City for a while. They moved down here. Um, They got married and I was in their wedding. And at the time of their wedding, I was still living in New York City, but I was making plans to get out. And my original plan was I wanted to travel for four months. I just wanted to get in my car, drive around America and travel and then go back home to my family in Connecticut and kind of like figure it out when I got there. 
And I was excited at the idea of living in Connecticut, but if you know Connecticut, it's also yeah. like not exciting of a place. <laughs> I was like, Ew. yeah, I'd love to be close to family, but I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but... More cocaine, probably. <laughs> yeah, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Fair food or or, or opiates gotta, is uh, yep. Connecticut's big game. So, so, yeah, so I came down for their wedding, and I really liked Austin, and I was like, you know what? What did you like about it? I loved that... This city is like, so when you're in New York City, it is like, you are in New York City 24 hours a day. Tw- like You're in the jungle, baby. You're in it. Yeah. yeah, you are in the concrete jungle. And like, I loved that, but I, I just need nature in my life. Like, I grew up riding horses. And so there was a year where I was going back to Connecticut almost every weekend, whether it was to go to my lake house, go hiking, go out, ride a horse. And I was like, I need something that is there's more nature like i was like central park is not nature like it's yeah. not you guys if you can see buildings like it's not or that happening. river that grimy ass river oh yeah. the hudson the, yeah. yeah you can't yeah. you can't go in that there's too many dead bodies but <laughs> <laughs> so i came to austin and i was like oh man like we're going to a winery and it's like 20 minutes away and i was like or like, man, we're just like, there's a hike right here. Or I can be like in Austin. In the thick of it. Yeah. In the thick of it, yeah. And not see a building around me for miles. And so I was like, this is like great. I was like, that is awesome. And I think I maybe sensed it at the time, but didn't really like grasp onto it. Where it's in New York City, it's like the life you described. It's like, all right, nine to five, happy hour gym date and like you're just going 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 it's the rat race so to speak and in can't fucking Austin, breathe you can't breathe I couldn't breathe yeah. man i was like just like i felt that i was living to work and not working to live and Oof. yeah and once that kind of hit me i was like i need to get out of new york and i was like some people thrive in new york and i still have a lot of love for the city um, but I just knew I was like I need something different I need to explore something different and I grew up going to New York almost every weekend because my dad grew up there I have family in New York so I was very like I'm comfortable in the city so when you moved here mm-hmm. what, what was the year it was 2016 yeah. okay so three years ago when you three first moved here what was your what were you doing when I first moved here, it was a little scary because this is the first time I... It was, first of all, it's the farthest move I've ever done. It's like uh, I've always lived in New England, so my family was a little upset that I was moving so far, but I drove down here by myself. I did a 13-hour dri- drive in one day from North Carolina to Texas. Hell I don't yeah. recommend it Been all, there, done that, yeah. all when you get like the shakes on the wheel. Did you go and, through Arkansas? Oh my gosh. No, I went from... Oh. I've gone through Arkansas, though. Oh. That was... Oh, <laughs> Arkansas was the one place on my road trip where I was like, please, car, do not break down. Oh, my fucking God. I was I, like, don't break down. I literally said the same thing. I, <laughs> yeah. drove through, I drove through there during the day, and I was like, thank you <laughs> to so whatever sad. God you believe in that I yeah. I didn't drive through here at night. Yeah, was, oh, my gosh. I would have been, no. like, so scared because I walked into a gas station there, and I was mm-hmm. just like, wait, are we still in, like, America? Yeah, or unfortunately, It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that enlightened me in a lot of other areas. We won't sidebar that conversation. Yeah, so and I'm sorry you... if you're from Arkansas and you're <laughs> listening. Like, I promise that you're okay. Yeah. Come to Austin. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the like, better chance. Yeah, I was like, you're very close. Yeah, yeah come, Tennessee come is right there. It's a little bit better. Um, yeah, I drove through the, like, I drove through, like, Georgia, Alabama, through that way from North Carolina. Okay. Um, so you get but, here. And, so like, I get here. Where are you living? Who are you with? Yeah. What, what's your 
I had job title as I didn't many. have a job title at that point. That was oh, yeah. that was another scary thing about the move is I moved here without a job lined up, which is the first time I've ever done that. Um, but at that point in my life, when I worked in New York City, I was nine to five was design, and then outside of design, I was teaching yoga. I was getting my personal trainer cert. That's where I really got into health and fitness. Um, and the plan was when I moved to Austin, I wanted to pursue fitness full time. I wanted to be a personal trainer, get that job. I had moved here. One funny part of the story is I was in New York, not having a good time. My best friend from high school was in LA, not having a good time. And I called him and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to move to Texas. <laughs> I was like, I think I saw this awesome. Me in the middle. I think I'm going to do it. And yeah, like a couple days later, he was like, I think I'm going to do that too. <laughs> and I was like, yes, like a hundred percent. So we both moved here. Uh, we had another roommate at the time who is not in Austin anymore, but he was great. So it was the three of us in a house. I didn't have a job lined up. I had my personal trainer cert and I had a little bit of freelance work left over from New York and design. So I wasn't completely like broke. I can't lie and say I was like, you know, roughing it. Um, but I started training at Orange Theory Fitness. I was at Orange Theory Fitness for about a year. Um, and pretty early on in that time frame too, I was I found Train Life Fit. I found Train Life Fit Sumer through Instagram, actually. I slid into his DMs and he was just taking a video in the park and he was literally talking about poop. I, I, Sumer walked up to me in a park. How many people is he doing this to? I don't know. Well, I, he had a video on Instagram. I should try and find it where he was talking about poop. And it's like so funny. He has a very like holistic 360 approach to health. Yeah, and I was getting into that. Yeah. And yeah. I DM'd him and I was like, I think I want to train with you. And I went into TLF. I started taking some classes there. And almost a year later I was working there and I was working there as a group fitness instructor, personal trainer, um, then started coaching nutrition um, with them and he is just one of the best people to work with in general. He really understands and empathizes with people and wants to, like truly wants to help people, um, which not to bash Orange Theory, but it was just a different environment that I had in Orange Theory. It's cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. it was just very like Orange Theory is gonna like it has its place. It has its place. And I, I actually still take the workout from now and then because it's a fun workout. But I just loved that this person was caring about my nutrition, about my strength, about my weaknesses, about flexibility, anatomy, like all this stuff. And I was just so attracted to that approach. And then as an employee, as working with him, he's, he's invested in me. He's invested in others. He's, it's just been a great work environment. So let's backtrack a little bit because yeah. like, fitness is what connected us yeah and I think it has a huge role in our not only our lives but a lot of other people out there that's probably listening to this and then in our community here in Austin Texas how did you even get like you you started training at Orange Theory but like mm -hmm. did you in New York were you in the fitness scene or yeah. when you came here was it something that you started up or like run us a little bit through how you even got involved sure. in that space so I mean like way back when when I grew up um, I was uh, I did tennis and I did horseback riding. Um, I was never like, I mean, yeah, I played tennis in college. I played two years of tennis in college. I wouldn't say I was like a huge athlete by any means, um, but I had always had a love for movement in general. And then when I moved to New York City, one of my first freelance jobs was at a place called Physique 57, which is a bar studio in New York. 
And I just got hooked into that fitness scene in New York, which is very easy to do, especially if you're like an overachiever like us, if you're like totally up and you like to go all the time. It's a very easy scene to grab onto. This was also when SoulCycle was just like getting really big. It was just a really cool time for fitness in New York City. And I just was a moth to a flame. And it was another thing like, you know, in college I was very like partying all the time. And, you know, I was into the drug and drinking scene for sure. And when I moved to New York City, like very quickly it hit me like you can't be getting drunk like this like you cannot be i lost my wallet like three times <laughs> i swear i In was there. like yeah <laughs> i lost, lost my wallet i i lost a jacket once like it was just like like you can't party like you did in college for sure and this job i had just gave me free, free fitness classes and i just got really addicted to that you know whatever it is the dopamine of or the yeah. you know, the chemical release of fitness and i was like i want to do this yeah. all the time yeah the endorphins and it would turn into i don't want to stay up late at night because i want to go to that 6 a.m workout class or like you know after work i don't really want to go for that drink i kind of want to like go to yeah. that workout class um and then i started to feel like you know then you get the people are like you know it's so cool what you do and like oh well like i've never been to soul cycle will you take me and they're like yeah like do you want to like let's go do you want to go to yoga you've never been to yoga and like again that community aspect yeah. got back in and i was like this is i want to be more involved in this and honestly thought i wanted to be a trainer and was like yeah i want to be a trainer so i got my yoga certification first um, and started teaching yoga and then the personal trainer cert um but one big, now I kind of realize it, I was like, I still want to be in that fitness and health world. I just don't think my role is a trainer. I was like, I just think, I think I'm good at it. And You're a designer. Yeah. You're I, a producer. Exactly. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm, I love doing it, but it's not me. Yeah. And now I'm just at a stage in my life and a stage in my career, I think, where I can be like, oh no, this is what you really want. It's been with, it's been your road dog almost for life. And you can't let this go like this creative thing you need to hold on to and elevate the trainers who are meant to be trainers like make sure it like i want to make their job better right there, yeah i was like yeah like those people because i work with great train like amazing trainers yeah. at train life fit they're amazing and i took a step down from training at train life fit because i was like I'm not into it like they're into it. Like, Well, you start seeing, like, I mean, I can relate to that so much because, like, I used to be a personal trainer. I would do it before my job and after my 9 to 5. And now I get off more on helping other trainers be great trainers. Yeah. Because, like, at, at the end of the day, like, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Like, that's what I am. Mm -hmm. I love business. I love new ideas. I can't stick with just one idea at one time. Right. I love being creative. I love networking. So, like, I have to just embody what it is I love to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the coolest thing for you is just, like, you're the same way. You're an entrepreneur. You're yeah. a producer. You're a designer. And the self-awareness you have, which is awesome, and a lot of people, they'll go through training for 10 years and then realize it and have this like crisis yeah. versus I think like you're not really having any crises minus like the one earlier mm -hmm. like we both had. And I think a lot of people have at that age, but yeah. now you're like thriving off of because you know what you want, you know where you're going and you're right. okay with allowing other people to go after what they want, that sparkle in their eye, but then helping them get to that point. Yeah. And the coolest thing I want to point out to all the audience out there is like Tess is the real fucking deal like she has the tattoos work hard yeah. be kind on her arms so like on that initial ig message that i sent out today around 
what you stand for and what you do you wrote like i just want to live life work hard and be kind like yeah. you actually embody and live that and the coolest thing that from this conversation that i've grasped is in all three aspects you have like the design you have the personal training and the fitness um and then you have like the entrepreneurial side of you where you're starting these other things on the side so we'll talk about a little about that sure. in a second but it all re relates back to their symbiotic like you started creating communities in each and like just whether it's fitness and you're doing yoga and bringing other people into that or whether it's design and you're helping out other local designers or artists and then entrepreneurship where you're helping me build a retreat mm -hmm. like you're connecting all the worlds and i think a lot of people limit themselves and they can't see that bigger picture of how do i help other people and then connect kind of the dots so i'd love for you to just talk a little bit about where you are at now so you yeah. were a personal trainer you were doing Orange Fury, you, you met Sumer at mm -hmm. TLF and Sumer's a great person. So whoever's listening, like you definitely want to reach out to Sumer and test like yeah. their product and their service is probably the best in Austin. I will back that a hundred percent. But where are you at right now? What are you, what are some of the things you're working on and like, where do you want to go in your future? Yeah. So um, I also do have live free tattooed on me. It's just on my butt. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, I, I was like, so I have yet. all three. I was like, I was like, no one can see that one. But uh, like, I, I get why you put that one there. Like, yeah, it's, it's always like a funny thing when you go to a pool and someone's like, wait a second. Like, and then my mom cried when she saw that one, but it's fine. Um, but where am I at now? I think a big part of that. So, and where I'm at now, and how I'm having like, these realizations that like design is my thing, is when I was in that world of health and fitness and I, w I wanted to like work in it so bad, it's like I thought that the only way I could be in that was to be a trainer. For some reason I was like, no, like that's, that's what you wanna be. And then it just took me a while to realize like you can still be in that world and you can help those people, but deliver them the thing that's your passion, deliver the thing that you're really good at. And I think a lot of people do go through that maybe when they're in career changes or they have a passion project or you know it's like you, how can you bring what you're really good at to something you love and now it's like like there's a quote and it's called i really hate it but i modified it like some some quote that goes like find what you love and let it kill you and I'm like, I hate that quote. I hate it. Cause I'm like, no, find what you love and let it make you feel more alive again. Like, cause when you do find that thing you love, you it won't kill you. Cause that's like a, that's what a job will do essentially. But like, let it really breathe new life into your lungs. And like, that's what's starting to almost rehappen even recently with me getting into design because I have Train Life Fit and I'm doing really creative projects with them. And then we started Reverb and Revive, which I was so excited about. And that retreat thing is just, I can't wait to expand that. And then recently it kind of fell into my lap and now I'm running with it, absolutely running with it. But I am a with a startup called Where's My Candidate? And we're, it's me and three friends from Connecticut. Two of them are in New York now, one's still in Connecticut. Um, and they reached out to me looking, just looking on Facebook, they were like, do I know any freelance designers? My friend Eamon said this, and I was uh, like... It's the beauty of social media. Like, <laughs> it really when you is. use it the right way, it's just awesome. Yeah, and he's a very, like, he's like us. He's just like a go-getter, like, on top of it. Because I literally just said, hi. On the <laughs> I was like, you know, like, kind of like, almost like, like hi. <laughs> and he called me, and he pitched me this idea. And Where's My Candidate is a web app that we're creating where we want to make elections a lot more simpler and a lot more easier to follow, follow for people. So 
we noticed a problem that news outlets are extremely complicated right now. They're extremely messy. Um, a lot of our generation too doesn't watch like classic news outlets. Um, and when we do, it's super stressful. Like politics is stressful right now. Um, so Where's My Candidate is going to track where your candidate is in the polls, where your candidate is in their endorsements, where they are on their physical campaign trail. So if you don't care what Kamala Harris and uh, you know Joe Biden is doing, and you don't want to wait and wait while you're looking on you know realpolitics.com or see, watching CNN, waiting to find out about your guy's Bernie, let's say, you can go to where'smybernie.com, where'smysanders.com, and find out. Okay, well he's here in the polls, he's endorsed by this guy. And oh, look, he's going to be at a speaking event in Austin, Texas on July 20th. Um, do you want to buy tickets? This is where you buy tickets. And we're just expanding that idea so that it is going to live past the election cycle. We want to make politics educational for people and less stressful. So. I mean, that's what's lacking. And it's just like, I think about yeah. myself and it's just like, I've never been one to get into politics. One, because I mm. hate arguing over mute points. Yeah. I will, I'm, I'm a huge debater and I will literally like argue my point till, till we're out of breath. Mm. However, in politics, I find a lot of the times it's like throwing people under the bus arguments rather mm. than like actual factual data. Yes. Um, and then when you bring up factual data, people start to be quiet and they deflect the question. So I've never been one to be into politics, but as I've gotten into business and become an entrepreneur, like a lot of the politics and the policies do affect where I want to go in this world. Like if I want to create a B corporation and I'm going to have employees and health insurance and all these things, mm -hmm. I need to be up on the up and up of politics because right. not just for myself, but for other people that I'm hopefully going to be feeding at that point. So this thing that you're working on, this app could be huge for educating people that are on the go like myself yeah. and just any other person out there that's looking to get more educated on politics because that's really what what I, I mean, I don't know the percentages, but I know they're really low of like the people that actually know what's going on. Oh, like, yeah. There's not that many people and we just mm -hmm. don't have like for me, I don't have a TV, so I don't watch TV. I don't right. watch the news. I don't know what's going on. So it's. One of those things that I've thought about in, in recent months is like, wow, I need to get up to speed on this. So it's pretty freaking cool that you guys are kind of tackling this. And we were discussing this before the podcast, but talk a little bit about where that could actually go. Because right now it's yeah. politics, but where could it go and give some insight and vision into what this actually could become? And it's not just political, but yeah. a more informational service for a lot of other different industries. Yeah. So... I mean, right now it started as, you know, political is our kind of base and we're, we want to grow it. And that's what's kind of like, I don't want to say beautiful because our country is like a little, our country is in a weird place. And it's kind of like, I think a lot of people this past election cycle realize what kind of you just were touching on is that I don't really know a lot about how politics work in this country. Like after the Trump election, everyone was like, well, wait, what is the Electoral College? Like, how does that work? Why is How did here? he win? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, everyone's everyone's like, asking. wait a second, you won the popular vote though. Like, what's the difference? Like, did my vote count? And we realized there's this big hole. And uh, like, I didn't even realize like, what are, what is a poll? Who's taking these polls? Like, and why are they important? Um, what is an endorsement? And so we want to not only present that information so it's clearer for people to understand, so they don't like have to go through a Wikipedia, they can just see right there and like have something that's pr beautifully presented to them to educate, but also make it simple. So someone who's on the go like you, just be like, yeah, I'm gonna log in 
let me just see where Sanders is in the polls. Okay, he's still doing good. And then maybe like, oh, like what can I, can I go to something to help this? Um, and then also what's happening in politics in our country and how we want to expand this website too is people are starting to care about small level politics, about mayors. that's where you drive change, yeah. Right, exactly. People are really getting into that, and which is amazing. Um, mayors, governors, like all this jazz, representatives, senators, Congress. And so we want to track where's my congresswoman? Where's my mayor? Because that stuff matters. And it could matter in terms of, well, what is Trump, we can say like, what is Trump doing in Korea right now? Why has he been in Korea for this long? Or like, why is my representative um, in California if he's from New York? Like what's happening over there? Yeah, is why there are we paying conference? for him to be there? Right, why are we paying for him <laughs> why to be there? Why are my taxes why going towards Trump this guy doing whatever? Why has Trump course for yeah. the past week and a half? Um, and we kind of just, we you know, I'm working with a really good team of people and we're all, just idea people, and every time we have meetings, it's so refreshing. It's always refreshing to talk with people who you're like, yeah, I oh, love it. like there's just ideas just keep flowing. And then also, it's not just like, oh, we have all these ideas and then let's forget about it. It's like we we act execute, on them. yeah, yeah, like that is huge. Um, and we just started talking. We're like, why does this have to be just polit pol or politics rather, like? I mean, I care about my New York Yankees. I want to know where they are. <laughs> I was like, where's my New York Yankees? So if you really care about something and you want to know like what it is, the facts and data about what's happening with it, like we want to create that. So where are my Yankees? Though they're playing Toronto next week. You want tickets? This is how much they are. Um, is, you know, where's my Britney Spears? <laughs> like, but um, it can just like, we were like, this can just go on and go on and go on. Um, within realms of privacy, obviously, that's something that we're also going to be super um, vigilant about is keeping, you know, obviously there's certain things that, you know, Britney Spears might not want you to know. And yeah. like, <laughs> we're going to be sure that everything is like partnered kind of thing. Um, and we want to make it an educational tools because especially with this politics and with um, collecting data, about these campaigns this is valuable to their next campaign so they'll have a one-stop shop for be like oh okay so this is where i was let's see oh yeah i remember that ohio rally oh yeah oh there was a good turnout like okay so maybe we hit that stop again or like it's just data so you're for... both like b2b b2c yeah, yeah exactly like ends. we really see it as just this like 360 idea that's it's gonna live past an election cycle yeah for sure um where's my president we're gonna have that post so you can say all right well you know trump is giving a speech in at this little Baptist church in Virginia. Can you go? Yes, no. Um, these are, yes, these are tickets. These are how much they are. This is the road closures that's gonna be around that area. So living yeah, in Austin. basically creating a, a compilation of everything that goes into, for now politics, but in the future, like any yeah. event that you have a, a yeah. celebrity or someone that's of interest right, um, exactly. to follow along with. So that's, that's really freaking cool. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, <laughs> we have to get to wrapping up. Oh man. And as you guys have heard, Tess is a complete badass. And I just wanna let you guys, I wanna let you uh, finish with this final question of like, so you've sure. used design to thrive in your life and to move around and to basically funnel yourself into different opportunities. Mm. For anybody listening out there, what advice or tip can you give them for them to do the same thing? 
Oh man, to like live that way or how I guess design is important for So them, anybody or? else out there that's looking to get into design, how sure. how would you say like because you've pivoted in so many different areas, mm-hmm. what do you think that they could do to do the same thing? Oh yeah, okay. So first of all, I would say if you want to get into design, really create all the time. All the time be creating something. I've and get into the different areas because the design touches almost every single thing. Like the seats that we're sitting on, this pattern was designed by someone. And so I've gotten into projects all over the place because I'm like, hey, I've never designed that. Let me try to design it. <laughs> like, let's do a logo or like, let's do packaging or let's do a website or let's do posters. Like, how do you design billboards? Like, how do you design cars? Like, I would just get into every Thing that I could and I was like I just want to taste everything that's at the buffet when it comes to design so that's my first tip is just really dive in and like try stuff you haven't tried like don't just be like I only design logos or I only design in print no try everything and that makes you super valuable to anyone who comes to you because now with my experience I'm like if you came into me and you're like Tess I want a backpack with embroidered logo, my embroidered logo on it. I'd be like, I know how to set up that file. I can do that. But if you came into me and you're like, oh, I want um, a video shoot with animation text coming in, I'd be like, yeah, I know how to do that too. So you don't have to go other places now. You can just and come to me. What you what you're <laughs> describing is so important to yeah. to anybody out there. Like, just do the thing. Just do and it. And that's yeah. where like a lot of people. Like they try to niche themselves before they deserve to niche themselves. Mm. And that's where like when you're beginning and you're starting anything, you just have to say yes to everything. Yeah. And sometimes even if you don't know how to do it, say yes to it and figure that yeah. shit out. Call somebody, yeah. network with somebody, but just do the thing because you love to do it and not expecting that return. And that's something that just by hanging around you, I know that you embody because who the fuck knows where any of these things that you're working on are going to go. Yeah. But the fact that you actually get to work on them and learn something new, you know they're going to go somewhere. Yeah. They're at least going to get off the ground and go somewhere. So that's better than like staying at ground zero and doing nothing. And that's what a lot of people, what they do is they'd rather do nothing and say, I'm this little niche and then never get any work and then pretend like they're a designer or an entrepreneur or whatever it may be, but you actually just have to do the thing. You have to wake up and you actually have to do it. And that's something that I want to thank you for embodying. Just by coming on this podcast, you're doing the thing. And I wouldn't be able to do this without awesome uh, interviewees like yourself. So thank you again for showing up. I loved my community to support you. So where can they find you at? Okay, so if you want to find me for design, ooh, I'm going to have to spell my last name, <laughs> which is why I love my last name. But uh, my website is www.willowzinski.com. So there you go. That's how you say it. It's Willowzinski. That's W-I-E-L-O-S-Z-Y-N-S-K-I.com. Mouthful. <laughs> it's mouthful. <laughs> it's if awesome. that's too much for you, I get it. I've lived it. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Food, Real Thighs. That's a little bit easier to follow. You can also get from that not only my sense of design and my creative direction, but also some nutrition info. And just send me a DM. I am always, like like I just said, I am always down for new design projects. I want to hear ideas. I want to work on things because I just love to design and I love marketing. Um, and I want to expand that network. So that's if you awesome. Think, yeah, if you yeah. think you need some design, like hit me up. I'm always welcome to chat. And the other beautiful thing about when you dip your toes into every single thing that you maybe haven't tried, you build your network. So 
you come to me and you're like, I want to build this app, I might not know how to do it, but I can probably connect you with someone who can. And that's all that matters. And I want to leave on that note and just thank everybody who's listening. I just passed 1,000 listens on my podcast today, so I'm super hyped up. And again, it wouldn't be without you guys and awesome people like Tess. So please, 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 if you're listening to this and you want some design help, fitness, nutrition, community, whatever it may be, we're willing to help you and we wanna help you thrive. So please feel free to DM us, email us, connect with us, we'd love to help. Thank you again for listening. Thank you. Thrive on.